Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney founder of IRA Financial. On today's podcast, we are going to chat about three very, very, very important questions. One about where you can hold your IRA gold. The second about buying real estate in Mexico and how that's going to work in terms of um, using the home potentially. And then thirdly, um, when you set up a checkbook control IRA LLC, how does the tax ID number work? Do I have to use my social? Can I use someone else's social? How does that work? So I think these are three great questions. Um, I think you guys will uh, find interesting. Uh, I know I learned something preparing um, my responses. And I think you guys will get something out of it. I try to keep this... Um, podcast relatively short under 10 minutes just to kind of hit the questions and answers pretty hard um so everyone kind of gets exactly what they need and then move on i know you guys are super um busy and have a lot of other probably more important things than listening to me talk about iras and 401ks but i want to give you these um important information uh in the most succinct way so here we go let's get going first questions from uh ralph you of prescott arizona ralph wants to know I have talked to an IRA gold company that holds their gold with a Canadian company. Is that legal? Um, the answer is no. I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not sure what company it is. I'll, I'll try to do some research. I haven't found um, a company that holds uh, a U.S. company that's holding all their gold overseas. But if you look at the tax code under Section 408M, and I again, I go right by the tax code. I'm a tax lawyer. That's what I do. That's my Bible. And under 408M, it's pretty clear that Precious metals purchased in a retirement account must be held at a U.S. trustee, which if you go through the definition of what a U.S. trustee is, it's basically a U.S. bank or depository slash trust company. So holding it at a Canadian company or Canadian trust company, in my opinion, does not seem to satisfy uh, that language in 408M. So really not sure what this IRA company is doing. I would ask them for... Uh, some legal foundation for their position that the gold can be held overseas. Um, I know when these rules were built into the code in the, in the 70s, we were just coming off the gold standard. So obviously government was very much more focused on keeping tabs on where everyone had their gold and metals. Now that's not as important, but still the rule is in effect. It's under Internal Revenue Code section 408M and it's important to abide by it. So. Ralph, I'm not sure um, what this company's doing. It does not seem to be legal, but um, hey, I would check it out and ask them for clarity and their position on how they're able to hold all this gold outside the United States. Um, but thanks for that question. Second question for today's podcast is from Freddie R. of Waco, Texas. Freddie wants to know, can I use my IRA to buy a timeshare in Mexico? I will not use the property, but may use another house in the development. Good. Um, yeah, probably. Um, the way the rules work is obviously you cannot personally benefit from an IRA investment. You can buy real estate. The tax code does not distinguish between U.S. and foreign real estate. 
The only thing to know is if you are doing uh, real estate in Mexico, you're probably going to want to do an IRA LLC. So have the IRA invest in an LLC. And then the LLC is going to invest in a FIDE Comiso, which is a trust that is generally needed to for foreigners to buy real estate along the coast. So I'm assuming you're buying it you know, somewhere in the touristy areas of Mexico. Um, generally, you need a FIDE Comiso um, trust, um, which... So an attorney in Mexico, your real estate agent will help you uh, put that together. Uh, but generally, in my experience, I've helped hundreds of people buy properties in Mexico and across the world. And for Mexico specifically, you want to use the IRLC. The LC then invests in the Pide Comiso and trust and the property titles held in that trust. Obviously, you can't use it personally. You can rent it out, Airbnb it. And then if you're able to get a timeshare, uh, of another property in that development, that's totally cool. So long as you're really not using your property, but yeah, there's nothing stopping you from, from using another house in that development that's not owned by you or a family member. So I don't see any issue with that. Um, I don't think you have a problem with that at all, uh, Freddie. So thanks for that question. Third and final question. I told you I'm getting through this thing pretty quick today. Uh, I'm setting up a self-record IRLC with you. Good. For the LLC tax ID number, you have to use my social security number. And this is from Allison B of Naples. Um, generally, you don't have to use your social, but over the last seven or eight years, the IRS, and, the, and they, they continue to do so, they're cracked down obviously on um, money laundering and tax evasion. So they essentially, anyone who sets up an LLC and does it through the online portal, the IRS, you need to have an individual social security number. In the past, you were able to use a company tax ID number, um, but they stopped that. So if you set up an IRLC, generally the individual, say Adam Bergman wants to set up um, an LLC, um, generally I'm going to use my social to do uh, to use the social to acquire the EIN. Could it be someone else's? Yeah, it could be my attorneys, could be my accountants, could be my friends, could be my neighbor, could be anyone. I mean, all you're doing is in that respect is just serving as the uh, adopter of the entity. It doesn't mean you're the manager. It doesn't mean you have any ownership. All it means is that you have set up the company. We can then provide you a resolution uh, where that, that individual will sign, basically um, relinquishing any right that person has in the entity. So you don't have to be worried that they can one day come back and claim they own it or the manager. So I have, you know, I have a number of clients that are very private for a number, for a good reason, right? We know the, um, the government uh, has uh, definitely um, <laughs> reached glaring eyes. And some people, for whatever reason, political affiliations, whatever, they just don't want the government to know as much as they know. And the less is better. I get it. I don't pass any judgment. I've seen crazy stuff with the IRS over my time uh, as a tax lawyer over the last 20 years. Um, and it just seems to get crazier over the last couple of years. So I get it. Um, so if you don't want to use your social, you can use that of an accountant, a lawyer. Um, we can't use ours because we have a tax ID number for our company, but be a friend, someone. And then you just need to, we can provide you a documents where that individual who you use their social to set up the tax ID number for the LLC um, just signs that they relinquish any um, ownership uh, or responsibility of that entity. So this way you have clear head to know that that person is no longer associated with that entity with that which again 
that person will probably be very comfortable signing as well. So um, that's it. Most most people are happy to give their social. Um, I wish you were able to give a tax ID number. You used to be able to do that years ago, not anymore. Um, so you need to have an individual social. This way the IRS can key up a person with that creation of that LLC versus an entity, which may be very hard to track down who actually um, owns it, Allison. So you got options, does that be yours? If you find someone you want to use, like an accountant, lawyer, friend, that's cool. And um, just ask us for a document. We'll provide it to you where they basically, as I mentioned, give up any uh, involvement in that entity and are no longer associated as uh, the individual that you know, established the EIN uh, for that LLC. Again, it, the document's not necessary because just because you create the EIN doesn't mean you have any affiliation. It just means you're a responsible party for purposes of the EIN. But this document will basically just liquidate their responsibility as um, a responsible party for adopting um, the EIN. So there you go. Thank you to Allison, Freddie, and Ralph. Uh, that was a really good podcast. Pretty cool questions. Again, if you guys have questions, send them in. Don't be shy. You can send them to Info to Financial. You can hit us up on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. Just say ad mail, ask to add them. Uh, you can call us too. Yeah, we got a phone number. We'd love to hear from you. You can chat us on our website and just say, hey, I got this question. Could Adam address it on a, on a podcast? And I would love to. That's it. Another ad meal on the bag. Hope you guys um, enjoyed it. Uh, have a great, great rest of your day. And again, this drops generally every Thursday. So if you enjoyed it, come back next week. Even if you didn't enjoy it, it'll be better next week. I promise. Um, otherwise, take care and uh, see everyone again soon. Yeah.